All right. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name's Chris Haquez, and this is your best life to find. Hey, I want to get right to it. So, you know, those people I, those people who are, are struggling right now, for those of you who are in a relationship and it's not quite going where you want it to go, or maybe you're actually battling, maybe you're in a position where you're thinking about anything but what you're doing right now. You know, fixing your relationship is is not really as difficult as you might think, okay? Unless, of course, there's some cancerous activities like infidelity or, um, or abuse. You know, most relationships are based on the fact that we just can't seem to get on the page, on the on the same on the same page when it comes to who we are and what we do and and I know all about that um my wife and I got married when she was really young she was 16 I was barely 18 we had a baby on the way and we were we were struggling and we were struggling for a number of reasons because as as individuals we don't have to or we don't have to develop the skills that are necessary in a relationship as an individual, we can think solely about us. We can think solely about what we want to do and what we need to get done. And, and anything else, and what anyone else needs is irrelevant. And those aren't tools that are readily available to a single guy getting into a relationship. And sure, there's a process, there's a process of developing some of that in your relationship prior to being married or becoming a committed couple but the truth is even even once after the vows are taken and even after you move in together that doesn't guarantee that all of a sudden you're going to have great relationship skills and and that was that was ours I was very controlling and and Sandy of course she had her own issues and and then you have that baggage from growing up you have that baggage from when you're a kid so don't I mean I don't think anyone can take for granted that they could come and go into a marriage and and not actually come into marriage with with skill set with it with the idea that we have to learn something as a couple. So we did we learned a lot and I'm going to throw it out there Brene Brown thank you again. You are the rock star as far as it goes for relationships. I think anyone who gets married should be required to read your book, The Power of Vulnerability. I'll say that a hundred times. I stand by that because it saved my life and it saved my marriage. So just a little plug there. But so let me tell you this. Let me, let me remind you of this. You know what? No one ever gets a divorce for doing too much for their partner. I mean, no one ever gets a divorce for saying, hey, baby, no, sit down. I got this. I'll throw those sheets in the washer. Hey, no, baby, I got this. Hey, sit down. I got the dishes. Oh, hey, no, baby. Oh, you look beautiful. Hey, yeah, no. Hey, I'm going to take you out to dinner. I'm going to spend some time with you. No, tell me that story again. See, that's the thing right there. If you're struggling in your relationship, or even if your relationship is simply not where you want it to be, the question you need to ask yourself and look at your partner, and you can, you can talk about this together since you're in a relationship. Hey, are we doing enough for each other? And what's our motivation for the things we do? And the truth is... Relationships that fall apart or tend to tend to are headed down that slippery slope to divorce. It usually involves one or more of those, uh, each either one or both people in that relationship losing focus on the relationship itself and on the person they're supposed to be in love with and they're sharing life with. And it, it's not anybody's. I mean, it, sometimes it's someone's fault, but we're our lives are full of distractions. I mean, these ideas about what happiness is and what success is and I mean, it's no wonder, but if you fall back on that idea that I can do more for her or I can do more for him, that's a real big tool there. Now, as long as it's residual or, or uh, reciprocated, as long as your partner says, yeah, you know, I got this. Yeah, let's just start doing more for each other because it's based on kindness. I, 
I don't do the things I do for my wife because I expect some sort of benefit in return or some her to reciprocate with some amazing thing for me. I do it because it eases her burden and because I love her and because I know that if I do this for her, then she won't have to do it. It's really that simple. It's about giving, and that's what relationships are. But, um, so, but when you think about it, being in a relationship is... It's, it's really a team-building exercise. It's the ultimate team-building exercise. And if you get it right, like Sandy and I did, you get to reap the benefits. I mean, I have three adult children who are fully independent. They love us, but they don't need us. Um, we are financially stable. We have... Uh, we right now, as you can see, we live in a. I live in a forty-one-foot fifth wheel with my wife, and we've been traveling around the country up until the time COVID came in. But we're doing fine. And as far as our relationship goes, every day is an adventure. I mean, not every day is 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 like climbing the top of a fourteen or anything. But we always wake up every morning with the idea that we're going to do something that matters, that improves our life, and and we have a connection to each other because. We take care of each other. We are a team. We are in it together. We have the same ideas about our relationship and about what our goals are. And, and that only comes when you really look at your partner, the person you share your life with, as your friend. So, you know, you just you just got to do it that way. Now, one of the mistakes I made as a young man, I was, I was kind of controlling. I was kind of controlling ass, to be honest with you. And I didn't, I was so insecure in who I was that I tended to push that off on my wife. So it took my wife and I a long time to try and develop what needed to happen in our relationship. And what I'm talking about is when I, when I got married to my wife, it was her and me. And what I needed was, you know, I didn't put off what I needed, but I put off a lot of what she needed, which was a shame. But relationships have three sides. And what happens in a lot of cases is we get in these relationships and all of a sudden that side of us that we enjoy that is like me, the things I start doing or I love to do, they start fading because of the priorities of my partner. And the same with me. When it came to Sandy and the things she loved to do, the first thing I did was squash all that. And it didn't make a bit of sense because... I mean, she's she's still Sandy. She's still she's not me. She's still Sandy. She had the has the desires and enjoys things that are different than I do. So who am I to come in and say, oh no, you can't do that. You can't go to do that with the girls or whatever. It was kind of a sad situation for us. And if you're looking in your relationship and there's pressure, uh, either side is putting pressure on the other to step away from the things they love, then you kind of got to step back and ask yourself why. I mean, it's one thing for your for your husband to say, "Hey, listen, Friday or Friday nights or Thursday nights or poker night," and 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 that's not exactly what they're doing. But if it's just poker, and it adds value to their life, then that's probably something you need to consider as being something that's part of them. That's who you got, and it enhances it because I mean, I'm I'm doing my best to try and support my wife and everything she wants to do, and and by doing that, instead of stepping into it and stepping in her way, telling her, yeah, well, that fits, you actually build this three-sided relationship where you don't lose yourself because of the relationship. Because the way I see it, the idea is to get benefits, to improve yourself because of your partner, to make your life better and to add more value to your life with your partner. And that doesn't happen if you're squashing every dream they have. If you're sitting there going, well, no, you don't need to do that because I want to do this. It's a, it's a sharing issue, you know, about sharing. 
And I mentioned time, team building, man. Come on, man. My wife and I, we are ultimate team builders because the other thing is you got to survive some shit if you want to. If you want to be a great partnership, it's a good idea to survive some shit. So, I mean, there's a history uh, of people who have survived major things. I mean, I think uh, you know, 9/11 was a big. Uh, turning point for a lot of people who experienced that went through it and and they developed lifelong friendships because of it and the same with any major incident you know um but relationships are that way too my wife and i we decided to move forward in our relationship and experience something we'd never done before and i've mentioned this we we spent three years travel hiking backpacking into the backcountry of colorado and spending the night on the mountain and it was great but what really added to our relationship was the fact that we would sit there in that tent most nights and we would talk and we would cuddle and we were scared to death. I don't know, my wife and I developed a really unhealthy fear of bears. So there would be, you'd hear a noise, I'd wake up. I didn't, we never slept well while we were, while we were in the mountains. We always, it was, they were always restless nights. But when we, when we get back home, and we'd be sitting there talking and laughing about, about our adventures. The one thing that came out was that by surviving that near-death experience, which really wasn't, it wasn't, we, weren't, we weren't, weren't in any real danger, but we perceived we were. But by experiencing that near-death experience together, man, that'll bring you close. That will bring you closer than anything. I mean, you're a team then. So, hey, if you're if you're not out experiencing and doing stuff where you can say, oh, my God, oh, okay, we made it, and actually come out the other side surviving, and it makes you stronger individually and as a team, you probably should look at some of that because, you know, a little bit of fear, a little bit of fear of the unknown, a little bit of challenge, something you're just like, you can't believe you did it, and then you did it man, that'll boost a relationship like no other. I'm just telling you from experience. I didn't know anything about that until actually we started pushing the envelope on the experiences we've had. And and now, of course, we live full-time in our fifth wheel, so we travel around and going through big cities like Kansas City, Kansas, or Kansas City, Missouri, or um, uh, any place where you got massive traffic. I'll tell you, Sandy and I have survived a lot of shit since then. This whole RV life, I mean, for the opportunity to sleep in your bed and eat in your kitchen, no matter where you are in the country, is pretty damn cool. But it doesn't go, it doesn't come without some survival stories. And maybe I'll jump in that and give you a little bit of that. But anyway, so hey, the other key that I have as I often tell my, my wife, and we talk about this when I talk to couples about us being married for 39 years, considering our start, you know, I think it came down to there was a point in our relationship when we realized that we needed to love each other more than ourselves. You know, and it makes it easy because I don't have any reason to be resentful or angry with my wife for what she's doing because I love her. And she's, she's more important to me than I am. I mean, and that's the truth. I don't, I don't mind jumping up, taking care of my business and, or helping do dishes. This is our life. It isn't her life. It isn't her dishes. And, and I don't mind fixing dinner and doing the things I do. I run the vacuum and I do that stuff because, and that kind of goes back to the whole thing of you don't get divorced if for doing too much, right? You don't get divorced for being too kind. I couldn't take it anymore. She was too damn kind to me. She was loving on me all the time and telling me how good looking I was and supported me. And that shit don't happen. And that's where loving your partner more than yourself comes in. 
if you just put it out there, man, just put it out there. And and on the same note, the pretenders, I'm going to do a big, I'm going to do a podcast on, on, on that angry guy, those tough guys out there. But that's the other side of it is you have to be vulnerable. I have to be able to say, and I've learned to do it. This has been hard for me, but for years, my wife had asked me, hey, what's wrong? And she could feel it. And I was, I'd have an issue, something she said, or something's going on in my life. And you know what my response would be? Nothing. Nothing. And the reality is that in that promise to love her more than I myself, I, I can't be lying to her. I can't be hiding behind my, my tough guy shield and going, ah, nothing's wrong with me when there is, because how fair is that to her? Because she loves me. She's going to try and fix it. She's going to do everything she can in her power to make it better. And if I don't tell her the truth and I'm not honest with her, who can I be honest with? I mean, this is my best friend in all the world. Now, not that everything is all unicorns and lollipops. There is a dark side of relationships, and we're going to jump into that. If you're a drunk, I don't care which side. If you're a drunk and you're doing engaged in cancerous activities in your relationship that are known to deteriorate or to destroy it, forget about it. You can't, that's not acceptable. I mean, it's clearly not acceptable, and boundaries have to be applied. If I was sitting up every night drinking a fifth of whiskey and doing uh, drugs... My relationship wouldn't last. And it wouldn't last because my wife doesn't love me. It wouldn't last because the behavior that I'm involved in is counterproductive to a quality relationship. If you think you can go out doing what you do and being a player and, and you come home and you can't understand why your partner has their bags packed or has your bags packed and telling you to get your ass out, you know, you probably should go back to school and figure that out because there are things in our relationships that are cancer to the relationship. Infidelity is one of them, in my opinion. And the other one is abuse. You don't get to abuse your partner. They're not there to be your punching bag or to be your squash the emotional soul out of them. They're your partner. They're your best friend. And, you know, I, I always go back to when you look at things like that, I go back to, you know, would you treat your friends like that? When you think about it, would you treat your friend like you talk to your wife or your husband? Would you call your friend that name? See, I don't know. If you're in that position... You can look at it. You can ask them to change. And maybe if you're really lucky and they're really a quality person, chances are that they'll listen. They'll say, you know what? I think I'm going to fix this. But if they're engaged in that activity, especially the abuse and the infidelity and things like that, I do it. But in the end, if you stay in a relationship like that, shame on you for not being able to draw boundaries because that's really what it's about. You, they, you have an obligation to yourself first in all things, and that's just the way it is. So that's the dark side of it, but I'm not going to sugarcoat that shit at all. If you're getting punched around, don't, you, don't, you don't need to be there. If they're playing around on you, you know, and it's, I mean, I can see people making a mistake because we're, we're prone to make a mistake, but a just every weekend philander or just someone who doesn't regard you or your rights or your value to the point that they would have extramarital affairs or affairs outside your relationship. Nah, ain't putting up with that shit at all. So, but hey, but it comes down to, if you want to fix your relationship, take a look at it, man. How much are you doing? How much are you contributing to that relationship that goes above and beyond what your expectations are? Because it, relationships are about giving. And since I learned that, I have an amazing relationship. We sit down and talk about all kinds of things. Do those ugly things that I used to do come up every once in a while? Sure. 
Sure. Because they, they were ingrained in me, but I don't allow that to dictate the tone of the relationship. And I'm not such a tough guy and so afraid that I'm going to expose my belly to my partner that I won't admit it. I won't, that, that I'll say, oh no, nothing's wrong. When inside I'm just seething, but I just don't have the balls to say it. Relationships are about honesty. And they're about building a team and taking care of your team. So, hey, listen, I, I don't know if I've made any difference in your life. I've kind of made a difference in mine. And even if my message hasn't been quite clear enough, we'll be back on this subject. But I do have an amazing relationship. And it's, I have an amazing relationship because I've worked on it. And in my case, because Brene Brown helped me out with that. So thanks, Brene Brown. And as always, thank all of you guys for listening. For those of you who are interested in hearing what I got to say, I try to keep it interesting. I don't know. Maybe I can do something different. But this is all I got. But really, when it comes down to it this is about you this is about me and you having a conversation about how your life is and how you can make it better how you can define your life so you're actually able to live the best life possible so i hope that's good enough until next time just remember my name is chris Hawkes, and this is your best life defined <laughs>